You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi, welcome to Comeback City, where we explore Detroit's past, present, and future. Today, my co-host and I, Ed Brohart, um, have a guest. Um, we're going to be talking to Marilyn Nix about the 56th annual Bloomfield Charity Antiques Show. And later on the show, we're going to be talking about Detroit Parks. Um, should be good. Looking forward to it, Linda. <laughs> Great. So, Marilyn, how you doing? Yes, I'm doing fine. Thank you very much. Hi, Marilyn. Hi. So what can you tell us about the 56th annual Bloomfield Charity Antique Show? Well, uh, this is an antique show we do at our church, which is Cross the Christ Lutheran Church in Bloomfield Hills. We're at the corner Lone Pine and Telegraph. And the antique show was started 56 years ago when the church uh, needed to raise money to buy choir robes. Um, so they had this great idea to do an annual antique show. And over the years, the show has really grown. Um, the church has done well, so we don't really need the money to buy choir robes anymore. <laughs> um, and what we do is donate the net proceeds from the show to charities that we pick. Um, we like to pick local community charities so that we can give back to the area we live in. 56 years is a really long time. That is. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so in it's, uh, what are the dates of the show? Uh, the show runs Friday, October 11th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. And on Saturday, October 12th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And we've got over 35 really high quality dealers that come from six different states and bring just a huge variety of different type of antiques from, different periods of time from, you know, the 1800s through the 1900s um, and tons of interesting things to look at. I, you know, I know in your press release, you said many charity church antique shows have had to shut down. Um, why is that? There's just not the interest or, and, but you guys well, have know, stuck through. I, I know some of them, well, they were traditionally um, held by, traditional churches, you know, older churches in the community. And I think over the years, whether they ran out of volunteers or, you know, decide to focus on other things or whatever, but I know there were at least four or five in the Detroit metropolitan area 10 years ago. And today we're pretty much the only, you know, church type um, antique show left. Wow. I think hmm. that there's also kind of, um, buyer's tastes have changed a little bit too. And I think all retailing has suffered from the internet. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed it. That's for sure. Uh, Marilyn, do um, uh, the antiques that are, are sold um, during this, are they all provided? They all come with uh, the vendors, right? The the Correct. I, and so you don't like solicit donations it's not or like anything. antiques roadshow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we have a couple things 
a little bit similar. Um, oh. We do. So we have 35 dealers that bring in all of their inventory and sell them. And they're great people. They know a ton about the things they sell, and they're really interesting to talk to. Then we have our church silent auction, where we take donations from church members and friends, and we sell those items strictly for um, funds that go directly to our charities. So we'll have an eclectic group of things, if you will, um, that are available to purchase. And then somewhat similar to the Antiques Roadshow is Dumachal Galleries come in on Saturday from 10 to 1, and they uh, offer appraisals on items you might bring in, you know, that maybe are family pieces or something you've picked up at a sale and really want another opinion about its value. And um, we charge $10 per item that's appraised up to three items. And and that's always fun as well, because everybody's got something that they really think is valuable, but really have never <laughs> had anybody give them a second opinion. That, yeah, that's wonderful. Du Michel has such a good reputation. We've used them, but it's not always easy to get down to Detroit to their uh, home office. So actually, them coming out to the suburbs is a great idea. That's kind of nice, yeah. yeah. Uh, is there a charge to get into the show, Marilyn? Yes. Um, tickets are available at the door, and they're $12 per person. Um, and we will stamp you if you come in on Friday and then want to come back um, on Saturday or you know later in the afternoon or something for reentry. Yeah. I'm sure you get a pretty good crowd every year. We do. We do. We get um, different people every year, but we get all ages, you know, people just looking for an interesting event for the afternoon or people that are on the hunt for something in particular or people that just come for lunch because we have a great country cafe where we make items that we sell for lunch. Oh, that's very nice. You know, it's a great time of year to do something like that too, you know, the fall. You know, with the colors of the tree. And it's such a beautiful area, too, where the church is located. Oh, sounds like a lot of fun. So over the years, you said that, uh, you know, tastes have changed. Um, Have you noticed uh, a a difference in the kinds of um, antiques that are offered uh, or that seem to spark interest with your clientele? Um, Yes. We don't have as much furniture. Um, People, I think, are buying a lot of smaller items. I think um, glassware, pottery, bronze statues, um, you know, decorator-type pieces are becoming more popular, that maybe people don't decorate their whole house in antiques, but they want a couple of just really unique, interesting items, you know, that are somewhat conversation pieces. So people buy that. Uh, We've also found that interest in vintage jewelry and fashions and furs have become pretty interesting. Oh, really? And uh, a lot of people come in, they like to buy uh, those type of items as well. Well, that's great. Well, everyone likes to uh, dress up, right? Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, and it seems to me like in just in going to, to various places that there's a, a real renewed interest in mid-century modern, too. 
Yes, there are. Uh, there's a lot of interest in that, especially out in the Bloomfield area, where we have a lot of contemporary homes in yes, the area, right. and people really like to decorate with those kind of furniture items. So we will have some of those as well. That sounds great. Uh, you mentioned that every year you you choose a um, a charity, a local charity, to uh, support. Um, who are you supporting this year? This year, we're supporting Grace Centers of Hope, which is located in Pontiac, Michigan, which is a Christian organization that's devoted to changing the lives of homeless, addicted, uh, unwanted people in the Pontiac area, and really not only uh, feeds them, uh, but also teaches them personal accountability, life skills, and different work related programs so that the people can become productive members of society again. And then this year, we've also got uh, a second charity, which is Oakland Hope, uh, which also operates in Pontiac. And its goal is to alleviate hunger and empower lives in the Pontiac area. And they have a big thrift store in Pontiac where they accept donations and then raise money to basically fund their food kitchens that they have in Pontiac. And you know, serve thousands of people every year. Oh, that's wonderful. And I, I, I know that, is it Reverend Clark, who, who's the head of Grace Center? Um, it's an, yes, I think yes, that was so. his name. Yeah, he's a, a fabulous individual. My wife and I used to go in and, and sort of help prepare dinners or uh, donate like turkeys at Thanksgiving for uh, for that organization, and they do such good work. That's great. They really do, and they not only have a men's program, they have a separate building that they have a women's program. Yeah, um, it's really expanded. Where they help people. How long have you been um, involved in this, uh, this, this show, Marilyn? I've been involved about 10 years. Oh, wow. Um, That's quite a while. Mm-hmm. Well, my mother collected antiques, and when I moved out on my own, that was the stuff I was given, you know, to take with me to furnish my apartment so that I always had um, a fondness for antiques. So when uh, I found out about the the project at church, it was something that fit in right with the things I like to do. And I've always been really interested in history, so I'm just fascinated by a lot of the things that are at the show. That's great. Well, it sounds wonderful. Um, is there anything else you wanted to tell us about it? Well, this year we are um, baking homemade pies. Oh, um, We've got Yum. several church members getting together on Saturday, and we are making homemade pies that we're going to sell in what we call our country store, where we not only sell um, pies, we sell other homemade baked goods, you know, knitted items, different kind of hometown things like that. Um, the other thing this year, uh, we have these beautiful murals in our gymnasium that were created by one of our members who's an artist by the name of Matt Labar. And if people have been to our church, they've seen the murals in our gymnasium. And what we did was create them into note cards oh. um, that we're selling. So it's all original art that we put on these cards that we'll have available for people to buy. That sounds very nice. I um, I taught for 25 years just up the street from you at Andover High School. 
And yeah. uh, so that was my old stomping ground. And I, I probably, in fact, I do know that I had many students and met with many parents that were members of that that congregation. So, uh, yeah, I I like to I'd enjoy seeing that. It sounds great. Yeah, stop by. I mean, more information can be found on our church's website, which is bloomfieldcross.org. Um, and there's a link on the page that goes to the antique show that has all the detail and it has some photographs of some of the things we're selling on our silent auction um, and lots of information. Can you uh, bid on those online? No, we've not been able to quite figure that out yet. Okay. <laughs> our two day event. Um, but um, but you can yeah, have, you can get a preview then of some of the things that yes, are offered. Yes, you can see it there, and I think there's an email address for the silent auction if you want more information or um, to work with somebody on something. Great. Is there plenty of parking right there at the church? Yes, absolutely. Good. That's good for people to know. Well, it's been great talking with you, Marilyn, and it sounds like a lot of fun. We well, we, we wish you, you well. There. Hope it's very very successful. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Bye bye. So, Ed, Linda, <laughs> <laughs> Detroit Parks, Detroit Parks. Yes. Okay. Um, I've I've looked forward to doing this because, you know, as we've spent more and more time in the city and exploring different aspects. We've come across some great parks, and in looking a little further, I've found some kind of hidden gems that I didn't know were there. And so, me too. This is all a learning experience. It is a learning experience, and I think you know, on our kind of like, you know, our quest to kind of introduce people, you know, reintroduce people to the city of Detroit. Mm -hmm. These parks. Are amazing because a lot of people I think don't realize what exactly is there and you know how to access it and uh, hopefully we can kind of bring that to light a little bit today. Yeah, and since our our overarching theme is comeback city yes, and the idea <laughs> of a city coming back and reinventing itself, we know that um, that open space, recreational space. Uh, aesthetically pleasing space is so important to the success of any city that it's really important to look at that aspect of how Detroit's doing in that department. And I have to say, a couple of these downtown parks are knockouts. They are. They are knockouts. And, you know, we're going to talk about uh, what's, you know, in the future, too, a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, um you know, I am absolutely positive it's going to get better as time goes on. Um, you know, we can start downtown where we've got, you know, just um, the, uh, really my one of my favorite places, the Riverwalk. is so beautiful. And I don't know if people realize there's a free parking lot to get to the Riverwalk on Atwater. Uh, it's Atwater and Rivard, and there's lots of free parking there and an easy access to the Riverwalk. And if you have never been to the Riverwalk, just go down to Atwater and Rivard and park there and walk in and take a stroll down that Riverwalk. Um, if you have never seen the Detroit River up close, you will be amazed at its beauty and all the 
fun things that they have along the Riverwalk and how clean and safe and how pretty all the flowers and plantings are and the seating and the fountains and the carousel for children and the you know the um the vendors for food and it's just beautiful and one one thing that we've mentioned in the past but it uh bears repeating <clears throat> excuse me is that um it's not just that this is bringing an area back to its former glory. It's really something that has never existed. In other words, you know, as we pointed out, Detroit grew up as an industrial city and that – and the river was used mainly for its industrial uses. Right. And now with its comeback – they realize what an incredible resource it is for recreation and aesthetically. And so because there's no longer a need for all of that industrialization along the river, it's been put to uh, far more um, useful purpose and made available to people who really never had access to it before. You know, I mean, I love the Riverwalk and everything that they've put on it, but my favorite thing about it is just looking at the water. Yeah. I never realized how beautiful the Detroit River was. It is. Before the Riverwalk. It's got a fast current. You can see things oh. moving. You can see the water rippling. It sparkles. Yeah. It's beautiful. And you've got the very pretty city of Windsor across the, you the do. way. Uh, which is a wonderful backdrop. And you can see the Ambassador Bridge and... It's it's very pretty. Yeah, it's almost like bookends. You've got a, a, a to your as you look across the river down down river to your right, you see the magnificent Ambassador Bridge. Uh, up river, you see the Belle Isle Bridge, and uh, you know the Belle Isle Park, which is you know a, a, a jewel in the river. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very nice to look at. That's another amazing Detroit park, Belle Isle. Right. That just keeps getting nicer. Uh, you've recently been to the uh, renovated conservatory, you said? Yeah, the very first week that it opened, um, the uh, the uh, conservatory and, uh, uh, of course, the uh, wonderful aquarium, uh, North America's oldest aquarium, um, were, you know, they've, they've been renovated. Uh, but they haven't been changed from their original magnificence. Um, and they're just delightful to go to. They are beautiful. Yeah. In fact, I, I went with um, a number of um, my, uh, my son's in-laws, and they had never been down there, and they were just blown away. They said, we had no idea this was here, that this, and this is so great. And the little kids just loved it, you know? Um, because they've done such a fabulous job with it. They've got so much on that island. Mm -hmm. it, you know, I mean, just the fountain, you know, the aquarium, the conservatory. Uh, it's got a beach. It's got the nature. So there's so much there. Right. The boat club. Um, 
Yeah, it's just even just a drive around the island, no matter what the weather, no matter what the time of year is going to be a beautiful thing. And, you you know, as an added bonus, you get this great view of the city of Detroit, the skyline view. Right. Uh, from the southern tip of the island. Yes, that, my uh, my son's wedding pictures are all down at that so, end of the so river pretty. with the backdrop of downtown Detroit. Yes. Right. Yeah. But back to downtown parks. Mm-hmm. Um we also have Campus Marshes, which is so nice. It's such a beautiful spot. And it I've watched it kind of develop over, what, the past 10, 15 years? Right, right. And it gets nicer every year. Right. Uh, you know, they've put in the beach area, which is a crazy idea to stick a beach in the middle of the city. But it with, works so well. It's and It's so cute. It, it, yeah. It, it's such a surprise and it's such a delight and it makes it so family friendly. It does. You know? It really you does. You take a bunch of kids and while you're sitting there enjoying, surrounded by, you know, beautiful skyscrapers, Right uh, and hustle and bustle and you're at the beach. Uh, you're at the beach, <laughs> and your kids c- uh, can be there with their pails and their shovels and building sandcastles, and you're sitting in uh, like Adirondack chairs and right and uh, comfortable chairs. Yeah, and in the background, there's brightly colored uh, umbrellas everywhere, oh, yeah. and little bistro tables, a tiki bar, a tiki bar. Yeah, yeah, and it's also uh, that park has. Ice skating in the winter. Right. It's got um, that beautiful restaurant park if you want to have a nice fancy meal. Right. And it's right in the middle of the city. That's right. That's where they have the tree lighting and the the giant um, downtown Christmas tree. Uh, The skating rink is extremely popular. It's... Uh, kind of a takeoff on Rockefeller Center, but you know what? It's bigger than Rockefeller Center. Is it Center's really? Oh, I didn't rank. realize that. Yes, it is. And, uh, um, you know, it, it draws a lot of it people. It seems very popular. I'm not a skater, but I've gone in the winter and just watched the skaters, and there's always a crowd there. There's always a crowd, and you can rent skates cheap, and, uh, you know, it's it's safe, and it's well-lighted, and... Uh, yeah, they, people have a really good time with it, and the hours are good. It's open pretty late. Um, then also downtown, you know, for the Christmas season, that's where they have all their pop-up shops. Uh, that is so great. Yes. I loved that. Yeah. It, it's called Winter Market. Winter Market, yeah. It's wonderful. In Cadillac Square, which is adjacent and right. really acts almost as an extension of of the park. And Cadillac Square has been there a long time. In fact, historically, Campus Martius, which uh, is named for the old center of Rome, uh, it means the fields of Mars. Right. Uh, and it, it was – and also when the uh, Northwest Territories were first, you know, put together, um, Marietta, Ohio was, was the capital and the main square in Marietta was called Campus Martius. So when they they built this in Detroit, they kind of had that in mind. It was originally a number of acres, but then, of course, as the city grew, it kind of shrunk a little because they had to accommodate areas for traffic and, um, you know, horse and buggies and all of that. Um, and, you know, it was – when they built Hart Plaza down at the river, and we've done a whole episode yeah. on that, that was going to be the center, but it never worked as well as something right in the middle. 
That whole Jefferson business. Yeah, that biz, you know, it was always separated yeah. from that busy street Jefferson. And it wasn't surrounded by buildings. It was kind of the end point. So um, it, it was really brilliant back just around, what, 2009 or so yeah. that they began to have the idea, you know, we really could bring back Campus Martius as a center of activity. And boy, has it taken off. And it's beautiful. It's it, You know, it gets prettier every year. Right. And I love how, you know, the, the uh, Woodward Avenue, they've actually right-sized it, made it a little smaller so that you have much more walking right. uh, area. It's easy to get to. Yeah, because you don't need lots of traffic lanes no, down there. you really don't. And uh, now that the Q line, the streetcar goes there, and, and this Q line north and south separates and goes around Campus Martius. So uh, it's really sort of a, a roundabout, and it's really easy to get to. You don't feel like you're no. taking your life in your hands to no, cross. No, you really don't. Yeah, so. Um, no, it's lovely. Yeah. And, I, you know, historically, you know, I think um, we talked about this in another episode. The point of origin for the city is mm-hmm. located in Campus Martius, kind of where the spokes for, you know, all these crazy diagonal streets that come out of Judge downtown. Woodward's original right? plan. Yeah. And I never really knew where that point of origin was. And I think, oh, a couple of months ago, I thought, you know, I'm going to look for it. And, and I think I had to Google it. And I did find it. And it's right there in it. They've got a, a marker flat, you know. Yes, it's that's on the ground, right, right on the ground, front of Park Restaurant. Right. So if you're looking for the point of origin, the that's point of is. origin. So everything north of that, which is uh, the confluence of Michigan Avenue and Woodward, right. Everything north of that is where they start counting the miles. So you know our our, our mile roads here in uh, start at the point of origin. Start start at the Point of origin. So, eight miles, eight mile road is eight miles north of Campus Marshes. So, the city is just going crazy with these downtown parks. Right. I mean, we've got. And other ones that, you know, have been there for a long time and were maybe nondescript or in kind of bad shape. And abandoned. (laughs) And are abandoned. Now are just coming back and are uh, a center of activity, oh, uh, a center of building. Capital Park. Uh, Capital Park, which is just, you know, one block uh, west, Griswold and, um, and, it's and State Street. And it's a lovely area. I mean, I was there, I'd say, a month ago. And there was yoga going on in the park. Right. There's a cafe there. That's right. And it's right in front of the... Farwell Building and the all of the tower. buildings around Capitol Park are going undergoing such magnificent renovations. I'm I'm excited about the Farwell Building because it's got this um, this Lewis Comfort Tiffany interior oh. that I'm told is going to be largely restored. So Wonderful. that should be fabulous. And of course, one of our favorites. That we've talked about many times, the David Stott building it's right there on the corner is right there on the corner. It kind of anchors one end. Um, other magnificent buildings like uh, the Albert, you know, an Albert Kahn building, yeah. and uh, it's just surrounded by iconic um, from the turn of the century up to through the twenties, uh, wonderful buildings. And that book tower renovation, when that's done, that's going to be right. Unbelievable. Right on Washington Boulevard. So, 
Yeah, that and you know, in the summer, the city of Detroit has a, a wonderful parks and rec program where they bring in um, all kinds of interesting musical acts, um, and in both Capitol Park, in uh, Campus Martius. Yeah. Uh, every Friday they have a whole concert downtown. Yeah. Uh, and all the other small pocket parks that, you know, kind of dot the downtown area. Right. Beacon Park is another new park the city has added. Right. Um, over on the kind of west. Uh, yeah, just, uh, just beyond Cass. Edge. Yes, right. Right. And, uh, and don't they have, I, I think they're, um, I haven't been down to see it, but they have all kinds of interactive light displays they down do. there too, they right? They do. Yeah, you kind of walk through a little trail. And right. They, they kind of, it's kind of fun for families. Right, in front of the DTE and, building. So right. that's that's cool. Yeah, and, you know, the city is very proactive and, you know, um, planning new events down there. Mm-hmm. and um, I think they've got some sort of cider festival going on coming up this fall, and there's just a lot going on. You know, we were talking about uh, uh, Cadillac Square, adjacent, <coughs> excuse me, adjacent to um, Campus Martius, and I didn't realize this, but I'm going to make a point of, of checking it out. Uh, for a number of years now, they've uh, there's a um, uh, a, a club that meets uh, there every day, every weekday between uh, 12 and 1, and they play a game similar to bocce. Oh, really? Yeah. And um, it's it's called uh, – let's see. What is the name of the game? It's like uh, – Poke, something like oh, that. Oh, is it French? And, yes, it's French. I think and I've it's, heard of it, this. it's yeah. a, it, you know, smaller it, balls, maybe. Yes, right. Yes. It's uh it's like the French boule. Right. And um, they they actually have a little course there. <laughs> and every uh, day they meet. Yeah, yeah. I oh, I fun. suppose it's like businessmen, whatever. Yeah. They take off and they go out and have their little competitions, Get and it's been going air. on a number of years. Yeah. Right. Oh my gosh. That's another big area over there. Uh, the Monroe block development is going on right next to that. That's going to fill things in. And, you know, one of the really cool change, uh, changes downtown, and uh, you and I both agree on this, is filling in all that empty space that was just devoted to parking lots, you know? Yes. So as it becomes more car friendly, as opposed, you know, get all the automotive stuff kind of out of right. sight. Uh, it be, just becomes and linking the different kind of neighborhoods together too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I know that Monroe Block is kind of designed to bring downtown and Greektown a little bit closer together. Right, link those two. Right, it'll. Uh, I think it'll really reduce the isolation that you felt with the the different neighborhoods and getting right. from one to the other. Yeah, Ed and I, you know, uh, you and I went down last week and uh, we took the fast bus down from the suburbs which downtown, love. Yep. which is great uh, and very easy. You know, I recommend this bus to anyone. It eliminates driving downtown and parking downtown. Mm-hmm. And our tickets were, what, 50 cents. 50 cents. It's unbelievable. You can't beat that anywhere. You can't beat that anywhere. <laughs> And, you know, I, we were walking around. We checked out some of the new hotels, the Siren and the, uh, the Element, the Element mm-hmm. in the Metropolitan Building. Oh, so beautiful. Right. And, of course, Shinola and everything. And, you know, it just struck me that a year ago, 
that was, you know, kind of a deserted area. And now we have some of the most beautiful hotels I've ever been in right, right there. Right. You know? Yeah. It's all, it's all walkable. Even thing, even little things like uh, we, you know, we, we walked around from the Element Hotel and here's a, um, a soft serve ice cream store that's yeah. open, like that's vending right, right, right out of the building, uh, where people can just walk up and get a, a like a gourmet ice cream. Yeah. Um, that's, that's nice stuff. It's, it, it makes it just fun to be down there. It really does. And I know we did a whole episode on the Shinola Hotel, but you and I mm-hmm. did get a chance to go into their, um, event venue. Wow. And um, I had never seen that. And it's, no, we were very surprised. It's, um, across the alley from the hotel, that Parker alley. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, we walked in there and we did talk to the, um, the people there and, we asked them if it was an old building because it's so um it's so pretty the this hallway is just one arch after another it looks so it european it blends in beautifully it looks oh like it, it could be you know like this arcade in florence or it something was you know it's gorgeous but it, that's a complete new building it's new construction yeah, yeah. that's completely yeah. new and then yeah but they've tied it in so well and they've got little bridges oh. on each floor between that building and then the, and the hotel uh, the, the and the Shinola hotel i know and that um that atrium area up on the uh, upper floor of it with the outdoor, um, the the rooftop. Huge rooftop oh patio. I mean, you could pretty. have, you know, see having a, a really nice event there and then having all this space to go out on a nice uh, warm evening. You know, and you you look down on the uh, on on the streets, Farmer Street, Library Street, and of course you're surrounded by you know all this great period architecture. So, right. yeah, and if we're cool. if we're going a little bit off tangent here and talking about you know rooftop venues, well, let's talk about the Monarch a little bit, which we managed to uh, visit when we were there last week. We did. It wasn't it wasn't open <laughs> time wise, but that didn't stop that us. That didn't stop us. Yeah. <laughs> so we managed to get up there and we said, holy smoke, this is a really great place. Oh my and a gorgeous view. You have to say the best view in Detroit. I mean to to have a a, a drink or something to eat, you know. Uh, in three directions, you just see you, you see everything. You yeah, know? I know, and it's um, I guess it's just a uh, bar and small plates right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it doesn't open till four o'clock. But I think I did re- recently. It opens at two o'clock on Sundays. So okay, right. that's kind of nice. You yeah. know, if you're down there, right. Uh, um, that's a nice place to go for a small plate, maybe a little cocktail or yeah. something. Yeah, and we, you and I had lunch at uh, Carl's, the new uh, second floor restaurant yes. in, the, in the Siren. <laughs> and it's a, a, a wonderful kind it of really throwback is. diner vibe with just some excellent food, you know. But oh. the atmosphere is wonderful and a great jukebox that plays, you know, this super selection. And the food was terrific. It was. It was really good. It was really good. Really delicious. Yeah. Very charming. A little quirky, but, Mm -hmm. you know, adorable and just fun. Great placemats with, uh, with like, Detroit 
crossword puzzle and oh yeah and with all our favorite and, subjects on it we're uh-huh. rolling and, yeah you know. <laughs> exactly exactly it was great we had a great time so uh, let's talk about some of the parks um some kind of hidden jewels i know you did some exploring um mm-hmm. and you found a couple of parks that i really hadn't heard of before right. well i mean one was um and I just saw a picture of it and I thought, where is this? You know, this has got to be New York. This is Central Park or something. It it was – turned out it was this little park called Pallister Park, which is um, just north of the GM and Fisher Building uh, in the New Center area, a couple blocks north. But it's in a neighborhood. It's kind of in the Completely Virginia surrounded. Park neighborhood, yeah. sur- surrounded by these wonderful, like, 1910, uh, you know, Queen Anne houses, beautiful, beautiful houses. Uh, the, the, for, for one block of Pallister, uh, you can't drive down there, and it's all in cobblestones. You walk down, see these wonderful houses on each side, and here's – it opens up into this – Really cool little green space, but in the background, your backdrop is the Fisher Building, yeah. Detroit's biggest art object, right? <laughs> and the uh, Albert Kahn Design um, GM Building, right? Uh, you see Ford Hospital off to one side. I mean, it's it truly is an urban park. Yeah, it it's just but, a green space. Yeah, I mean that is it's only surrounded by beauty, but. I was just amazed at the flowers mm-hmm. were beautiful and the layout of the park and how perfect it was and the sculpture in the center of it. It was like, where am I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you would never know it was there. Extremely really well right. maintained. Yeah. I mean, just a perfect, I, I can't think of a, of another little park that is so pretty like that mm-hmm. anywhere in the mm-hmm. suburbs, anywhere, just a beautiful, beautiful spot. Now, another uh, uh, park that I, I happened to read a little article about, and I think this is true of, of you know, a number of parks. Um, Detroit, by the way, has 309 parks. That's a okay? lot. It's a lot. Now, some of them are little neighborhood pocket parks. Yeah. Maybe in the middle of a block, you know, sure. and maybe it was a baseball diamond or just a place to That's okay. little open space. Yeah, um, and they've got eleven rec centers. Okay, some of them are in parks, some of them are standalone. Um, some of these parks, you know, with Detroit's loss of population and with uh, some of the economic problems, you know, they've gone through really hard times, yeah. and trying to maintain these has not been easy, but. They've actually had some pretty good concepts. A couple of these parks in neighborhoods that maybe have been sort of decimated, there's, they've lost a lot of their housing stock, and they really can't support a traditional uh, like playground-type park. Mm-hmm. They've let them sort of go natural, you know, and they've kind of helped that along. And, for instance, there's four parks in the city. I went to one called Callahan Park um, that – uh, have been working with the Audubon Society oh. to make them 
uh, as they say, Detroit bird city (laughs) and uh, actually bring new species of birds back. In order to do that, you have to have habitat. So instead of mowing the grass and everything, they've planted wildflowers and let it just go natural, you know? Let trees grow. Let and so kind of changing the concept of park a little bit. It does. Yeah. More of a nature center, natural area, Absolutely. than Ab- a highly manicured uh, park. You know, traditionally with playground equipment or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, uh, the little neighborhood association at Callahan has uh, erected a little. Um, kind of a thing where they can post the different kinds of birds that now you can see down there. And they do activities like they have uh, kids from local neighborhoods build like bug houses to bring in, uh, you know, desirable species for the birds what to eat. What a great eat. idea. Yeah. So and, – and I'm not trying to oversell it. It, it. It's not like it looks like some magnificent, you know, wooded area. It's not. It's a field. You know, uh, the day I was there, it was just filled uh, with um, sunflowers and black-eyed Susans. But, you know, you can you hear birds, you hear the sound great. of nature, um, and you just kind of walk around. It was just kind of food for the soul um, in, a, in a pretty distressed neighborhood, you know. So uh, – and there's, there's at least four of these that have had these partnerships. Um, another wonderful uh, park that really is almost like Detroit's forgotten park uh, is Rouge Park. I don't know if you've ever been over there. I have there. never been there. Rouge Park is uh, the city's largest park. It's uh, bigger than Belle Isle. It's bigger than Central Park. <laughs> it's, um, In fact, it's one and a half times as big as Central Park. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. It's, um, it's on the west side. And it's um, it's about four miles long, uh, about a mile and a half wide, and it, it uh, runs along the winding Rouge River, and um, around the area of Plymouth Road, Tireman, Joy Road, Ford Road, and Outer Drive kind of winds through it. Um, it was sort of the forgotten park in the sense that they acquired the land for it in 1923. Uh, but And they began construction and they were going to make a magnificent city park with, uh, with woods, with nature trails, with lots of grassy areas, with all kinds of sports. And then a little thing called the Depression hit, right? Yeah. And as we know, that put everything kind of on hold in Detroit. And then you had the war and for a while uh, during World War II, uh, they had like uh, army installations there and training and things like that. And then you had the post-war boom and bust things. So uh, Rouge Park never really reached its its full potential. But along the way, they did a lot of things like during uh, the, the, the New Deal, you know, the WPA, they put in some things. Um, there's two – Wonderful Olympic-sized pools that are there called the Brennan Pool and a, uh, bu- uh, uh, a bathhouse or boat uh, pool house uh, designed by Albert Kahn, which is delightful. Wow. Um, and, you know, it, it had gone through years of neglect. But now there is a Friends of Rouge Park uh, group that are just doing amazing Great. things there. 
So slowly, it's coming back. It's coming back. And uh, talk about potential, though. Yeah, there is great potential. You know, it's got some distressed neighborhoods. Brightmore and and uh, Warrendale are kind of adjacent neighborhoods, but um, I think it's really being brought back as as a uh, a real center for recreation and particularly for nature. Uh, new nature trails have been uh, brought in. You know, you get into the center of Rouge Park and you don't see anything like that until you go to the Upper Peninsula. I mean, it's wild, you know, with the river running through it. Um, They have uh, the the, uh, Detroit um, Mounted Police, um, a group called the Buffalo Soldiers, which are uh, um, uh, a group of black police officers that – Kind of teach about uh, and veterans that that teach about the uh, the history of uh, the of black servicemen and also tie it in with uh, learning about horses and um, to like local school kids. Uh, Detroit schools has a lot of things, uh, education things there, nature center. Um, this is all happening, but but it's a slow process, yeah. you know. Uh, but it it's coming back, and it's a pretty cool area that not too many people realize is there. Uh, yeah, really. I've never been there. Yeah, Rouge Park. Uh, another Detroit park that I think is, you know, so pretty and has a lot of potential and uh, is uh, Palmer Park. Oh, yeah. Palmer is Lovely great. Lovely yes. area uh, with a lot of history and those mm-hmm. beautiful Art Deco Apartment buildings um, all through the area. Uh, what a nice, what a nice park um, over on uh, off of Woodward around Six Mile. Yes, between seven and Six Mile. Um, yeah, the 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 uh, the apartments at the north end are are really um, iconic. You know, <laughs> they are great, um, and the park itself. Again, just like Rouge Park, it's, you know, it, it went into decline for a while, but they have some great plans. I went over, visited, walked around, saw a lot of the things that were happening. Um, some of the things that are they are building, some of them are completed, and some are still on the to-do list, but they've allocated funds for yeah. it, are completely redoing the tennis courts, um, something they call the, a kaboom playground. Uh, handball courts, um, island plantings because they have their their little lake there, oh. and uh, they're planting the islands there. Uh, walkways, uh, fitness equipment, uh, new picnic shelter, a rain garden, oh, um, Lake Francis enhancements. That's the name of the little lake. Oh. And of course, they've got the the classic log cabin that really is a historic structure there. Yeah. Uh, they've got the Palmer Fountain. The fountain is um, beautiful. And now they, the local people have, uh, along Pontchartrain Drive, have um, done a wonderful community garden. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And I walked, out, I walked through the garden and there's, um, you know, all the different neighborhood block clubs and everything have their little space there and raised beds. It was extremely neat. And it looked like it was pretty bountiful because bountiful, it's like harvest time. There were tomatoes everywhere and oh, all kinds wow. of stuff. So, uh, And there's also a grove of trees that they've planted. That's great. Yeah, like an orchard. 
So, um, you know, Palmer Park is coming back. They, it, it's got the city golf course, I believe, is reopened. Yeah. And uh, so it's it's kind of an amazing place. It's um, it's over seven hundred acres. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, you know, Detroit is definitely coming back. This is what we talk about every single episode. Mm -hmm. uh, and the parks are following right uh, right along with that. And um, I know lots more things are in development or just in the initial planning stages. Um, I know the Cultural Center, we've talked about this before, is planning, you know, a big kind of uh, – uh, landscape effort to link all the uh, cultural cultural venues, yeah, venues there and make the, it a lot more walkable. The DIA, yeah. yeah, and turn the you know the entire area into a big parkland, which sounds like a fabulous idea. And, and then, of course, on the east east uh, riverfront, there's that very exciting new uh, Ralph Wilson Park. They right. you know they they the West Riverfront uh, uh, Riverfront Park. Where they've already started having some concerts, and uh, there's, you know, there's that's, a lot happening. That's going to be amazing. Yes. Well, we're going to have to wrap up now, but um, we encourage everyone to check out some Detroit parks. They have a lot going on. And uh, even if you just get down to Campus Martius this winter for winter. Uh, that's a great the winter start. Market, yeah, that's they're a gonna, great start. 